Hello and welcome to Media MD, your fortnightly Doof Network dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And this is our spooky Jordan Peele Halloween Spooktacular. <laughs> um, which is a fancy yeah. name for we watched two movies today. <laughs> uh, we watched Get Out and Us. And we're going to be talking about both of those. Um, Elliot, why don't you summarize the plot of Get Out first? Yeah, yeah, we should do Get Out first. Um, so Get Out is about this guy called Chris and he's black and he's going to meet the family of his uh new you know presumably long-term serious girlfriend they've Rose. been together about four months i think it's said at one point oh really is that all well, i had the impression it was longer mm-hmm. um but that i mean it makes more sense in the long scheme of things after the reveals um, literally anyway. in the scheme of things <laughs> um so anyway she she takes him there and i mean it's it's just instantly I mean, you know you're in a horror movie, but also just even then, there's just something seriously wrong uh, with the family. It's pretty great. Um, there's some great scenes early on where the, the dad is showing around the house and he goes, oh, and this is the basement, but we had to lock that, that up so you can't go down there. And you're like, oh, fuck, we're going to be down there before the movie's <laughs> over. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, so basically the, the family seems kind of weirdly a little bit, well, no, actually, no, they're kind of like what you'd expect from a white family out in the middle of nowhere levels racists, really. Um, in a way they- that is, is, uh, very like positively racist. Like they'll say, yeah. I mean, not that that's good, uh, definitely not, but they seem to be racist in a very... I don't know, like not not to be expected way. No, it's it's that kind of means well racism where it's like, oh, I love Obama. Yeah, um, yeah. And and, you, and it's sort of like, well, I mean, I guess this is good intentions, but come on. Um, or they keep asking him about like, oh, which sports do you play, and do you do like fighting and stuff? And it's <laughs> yeah. like really uncomfortably racist. <laughs> well, yeah, that I mean that bit with the brother. Um, oh yeah whose who's name i've forgotten is sort of where it, it goes into like a very uncomfortable sort of racism but but like in general things seem to be going pretty well um and then and they have this this big party um that it turns out rose just forgot was this weekend convenient um, yes uh and basically so it's like a bunch of uh super old white people and they all get a chance to, to meet and talk to chris um and they, they also have a variety of of a, again like variants of racist things which um we we come back to a bit um later um mm. but anyway chris chris is uh rose's mom is also a hypnotist and she hypnotizes chris kind of against his will at one point um and and so eventually he starts to realize something's up when at this party there's another black guy there who's clearly like mentally unstable is all he's really sure of at this point yep um but he decides that he wants to go through with what that guy said and get out um so he convinces rose that they should leave together turns out rose is in on the whole thing um and basically he sort of gets captured by this family put in the basement and uh they've made a business out of basically capturing people and then they can put someone else's brain in in that body Mm -hmm. uh and so chris has sort of just been auctioned off to the people who came to this party uh and and somebody won that auction uh this blind art dealer who likes chris's photographs um and yeah so basically they're gonna sort of they hypnotize chris so his consciousness moves into just like this bottom part of his brain so he can be kind of an unconscious oh sorry like a a, it's like being possessed by a gold he has no Mm. Uh, you know, no, he can't actually do anything, but he'll be still around to witness his body being controlled by someone else. Yep. 
Uh, but he manages to escape. Uh, he kills everyone. It's very cathartic. Um, it, it all sort of ends with him sort of very viscerally killing um, Rose. And then... Well, uh, he, yeah, he shoots her and then is strangling her, but can't bring himself to finish it off. Yes. Oh, he doesn't shoot her. It's... um. Sorry, it's, that's true. It's one of the other characters. Yeah, it's uh, it's the guy who originally we thought was the groundskeeper, but it turns out it was actually the grandpa who kicked off this whole thing uh, in another person's body. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris uses the ability he's discovered, which is flash photography, temporarily disables uh, the mind control stuff. Um, and so basically they're thinking, Rose, Rose thinks that the um, guy is the grandpa, but it turns out he's now somebody who wants to kill her. Yep. So she gets shot. Um, but yeah, anyway, and then it sort of ends. I really like this bit at the ending where, like, a police car shows up and, and like, the police had treated Chris like shit at the start of the movie. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to end yeah, with I him know. just being arrested and no one's going to believe in him and I'm going to be so angry. Um, yep. But it turns out to be his sort of comic relief TSA friend uh, who you know, had had known something was up and has clearly turned up to help. Um, and so there's there's like a, a happy ending that still kind of achieves all the anger I would have had out of a bad ending. Um, <laughs> Isn't it so perfect the way that as soon as the police lights flash, immediately you know, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> like this is not going to, there's no way this looks good. There's no way that he's not going to go down for this. And then they, they subvert it, which is very nice. Yeah, well, I think they get to eat. I think they get to have their cake and eat it too, because they sort of get to make the point, um, yeah. with regards to the police that we know they're not going to trust Chris. But then they also get to give us a happy ending, and Chris gets away, and we're like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually thought that worked really well, and and yeah, I mean, there was a number of points. Like, so one thing I mentioned is at the party, there were all the the racist sort of comments from various people yeah and we come back to that later in the movie when it's revealed that these people were basically you know um checking out merchandise yeah to uh, to participate in the auction for his body yeah um we sort of flash back to all the little comments they made and it was all the reasons why they are interested in a young black person's body yep um, um so like you know one one guy was like oh i i you know black is in fashion uh and just talking about how he thinks black people are cool now so he mm. wants to he wants to be one there was another guy who's obsessed with golf and loves tiger woods so like he, he just yep. wanted to be a black person to play golf better yeah um it, it's it's a really great way of like hitting you with all this racist stuff that you sort of attribute to just oh you know they don't know any better and then it's so much more malicious on that twist and it all adds up like i i really loved i really loved that they did that um it it was so good yeah um one of the things i really love about this movie is just how intricate it is um yeah yeah there's so much so this is the second i think second time i've watched it and there's so many things in there that are just like Everything clicks into place in such a beautiful way. Like, the the grandfather is set up as an Olympic-caliber runner really early on, and obviously that comes back. Basically, everything is comes back in, in some way or another. Um, mm. Yeah, even, like, throwaway lines, like um, like Chris says to, to Rose at one point, oh, I don't want to be chased off the front lawn with a shotgun. And that doesn't specifically happen, but basically that ends up happening. Well, <laughs> she like... she traces him off the lawn with a rifle. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Yeah. Um, it's so it's so so intricate, and clearly so much care was put into this script. Uh, which I mean, it won best original screenplay. Uh, uh, you know, the Oscar. 
for best I can see why it did. Um, you're right. The more you, the more you sit on it, the more everything just adds up very very neatly. Like the, yeah, you know, this is very well crafted. Um, just like in terms of continuity, I need everything really. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know what else. I, I really like this. I think you know, as we sort of discussed, I'm not a horror movie person. I'm I'm very weak uh, when it comes to the ability to push through horror films. Mm. Uh, this was the perfect level of spooky for me. Like, I think Get Out is is like the most I've enjoyed a horror film. Um, in terms of the horror, like it it was it had the, the those really tense bits and like you know what you watch horror movies for, which is the bit where you just kind of got a knot in your chest and you're yelling at the screen like, "Don't yeah. do it." Um. I think it had the perfect amount of that for me, some good jump scares, but also by the end of it, I was just like ready to walk away. Whereas usually what happens is like, it takes a few hours for the adrenaline to subside after Mm. I watch a horror movie and I'm just intensely uncomfortable for hours. Um, Get Out didn't have that for me. I felt tense while I was watching it and then I just sort of walked off at the end and was like, that was good. Yeah, it has, the ending is quite cathartic as he makes his way through the house, like executing (laughs) all of them um, in very justified violence. Yeah. It's sort of one of those things that's like, I I think I should feel a little bit bad that tons of people are dying, but I really don't. Like, fuck these people. Well, yeah, and there's these moments, like the, the two people that I think you have a cause to feel bad about are, you know, the, the, the in air quotes groundskeeper and the uh, and the the maid yeah because Georgina they... and Walter I think but yeah, yeah. And... because because, well, because they're people who are like you know their bodies have been captured and stuff like yeah um but you know the, that plays out so that they are given uh, or for for Georgina uh, Chris actually tries to save her against his better judgment right and it doesn't work yeah. out uh, for- and it ties so actually just just i just want to talk about that bit for a second because i love how that ties into all the trauma with his mum. because something yeah. I, we haven't discussed is uh during the hypnotherapy they find out one of the reasons he has a ton of guilt around the def- death of his mum is because she was hit she, she was killed in a hit and run but basically what uh chris knows is that she it took like a while for her to die and it was actually right out the front of their house and he just sat there watching tv after it happened because he didn't realize sort of what had happened but he blames himself for not going and seeing what had happened and being able to call yeah if he had called the police she might have survived um yeah which obviously is a horrible thing for it to feel when you're a child and you don't really know better right like Mm. um and and yeah so georgina is uh, he hits her with the car as he's escaping, as she's trying to stop him. Um, and he can't bring himself to just leave her there to die. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, and it, yeah, I, I loved it because like he, he wants to, and, and you know, yeah. I, I, and I think he one should, of the things, right? Like you yes. kind of know he should. I, I think one of the reasons both of these horror movies worked for me is because in in general, I think the characters act very rationally and and and, and so very rationally and reasonably. Like one of the things that really irritates me in horror movies is when people are just idiots. Yeah, and and I like this because the smart thing sort of for him to do here would have been to just book it. But he can't bring himself to do it. But you get why, because this this whole hit and run thing has been so well established, and and so I really like that. It's not just that he's you know an idiot because it makes for about a horror movie if he walks alone into the scary house. It's yeah, it's like a, a pre established trauma that is sort of hitting us at the climax. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also Walter, who is the body in, or the grandfather, I guess, also gets a moment of agency towards the end, which is good just as a way of kind of wrapping up that these people had a, a chance and it just kind of, I don't know, it didn't pan out. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very wait because uh, I, I it's part of me. Okay, so eventually, Walt, so Walter gets flashed. One of the things we learn is that if you hit someone, yeah, flash photography, it disables the mind control. Yeah, and so he does this to Walter at the end, and then Walter kill or shoots Rose. Uh, and then you sort of like, well, shit, what's this guy gonna do now? Uh, but he apparently. I guess because it's mostly not his brain in his head anymore. He just uh, shoots it all out of there. Um, yeah, he, it, he almost immediately kills himself after killing Rose. Yeah, and um, I mean, part of me just feels like that's kind of the neatest ending. Like, it's, it, it kind of wraps things up, leaves no loose ends. Mm. Um, but it, I think it also makes sense, so it works on both levels. Yeah, um, uh, we know that the Flash seems to only be temporary, or at least not a perfect solution um yeah like i guess the logan guy got re-hypnotized or something to, yeah. to get put back in so like it may be like you know the 90 of the brain in his head is no longer his i can get why he maybe didn't think that this was going to work out long term yeah yeah um uh yeah so yeah i really love this movie um i want to touch on i think it's worth pointing out i so this movie has things that it's trying to say, right? I think that's a fair thing to point out. But it doesn't feel like... And this is something I really like about it. It doesn't feel like it just has one overt message. It feels like there's a lot of mm. things that kind of weave together to for it to really be conveying kind of like societal messages and a kind of state of society without having one explicit message that it's really trying to like ram down your throat or anything, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, there's definitely like... I mean, it's it's obviously primarily a movie about like race and, yes, and stuff, and, 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 and in America, yeah, about this specific kind of of new wave racism where you're talking about how great you know how how great you know African Americans are at basketball or whatever it is, right? Um, and how kind of insidious that is. I, I would say that's yeah. the main message of the movie. Too, oh, and but. and the and the sort of exploitative um racism as well like obviously yeah. that's you know that's almost not even a metaphor that's just literally what's happening in the film yeah um it's just a slightly exaggerated version of, of what happens in real life um but yeah like, i think that's obviously the driver but but you're right it, it never feels like it, it never feels preachy or anything like it, it never feels like this movie is solely designed just to ram this message down your throat it's like a yeah it, it's it, it's a it's a message that's integrated so well into everything else about the movie that it's like 100% what the movie's about but it it doesn't like it just feels so natural and and yeah well put together yeah i, I think the wording that i used of ramming down your throat is wrong as well because you can have a really well-crafted movie that is just there to deliver a message right and it's fine but mm. this movie like things like um like chris's chris's trauma with his mother which don't really play into this the main message of the film in any way uh, it pays off and it works but it's not it's not core to the message Mm. That that is just there to produce a more whole, like whole, holistically well crafted film, right? Um, and it's it, it really feels like it gives this movie so much depth and realness that it it is a story about Chris and this horrible, horrible trip that he goes on with his horrible, horrible yeah. girlfriend. Um, and it's delivering messages and and kind of talking and very, being very real with the audience, but it's not about that one message specifically. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, this movie just is it's so good. Like, it just it just really holds up. Yeah, a hundred percent. We should praise Daniel Kaluuya's acting now, right? Because he does yeah. so so fucking well. Like, obviously, this is a well acted movie all round, but 
the the emotional range that he conveys through a lot of the stuff with him being quite open with with Rose and talking about his mother, like it it really feels like it's a four month old relationship, right? It, like you feel mm. it because there are these moments where it's like they're they're still a little bit unsure of how to argue with each other and stuff like that, where it's kind of. It feels a bit awkward in that way that new relationships can, or, you know, relatively new relationships. Um, yeah. Just his acting was fucking incredible. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, I also think um, uh, Alison Williams' uh, mm. performance as Rose was great, because I honestly, oh, yeah. up until the reveal that she was in on it, I was completely, like, you know, a three-way split between she's been hypnotized, she has no idea or she's in on it. Like, I could not make up my mind. You know what I... Because, obviously, this is the second time I was watching it, and her acting was so good that I was like, wait, I, f- I, I forgot. Did she, was she, like, actually, for a second, trying to get him out and, like, help him here? Because <laughs> she does this bit where she seems to be like, yeah, actually, let's get out of here. We'll, we can do this. We'll get out of here, and we'll go back home, and we'll make something up. And I was like, wait, does she has she, like, fallen for him or something? And then she just turns into a fucking stone-cold psychopath. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, she's just that good at, at I mean, her character, but also the actress yeah. <laughs> that good at acting. <laughs> yeah, and ah, oh, she just devolves into like being a psychopath so quickly. Like the, yeah. the bit where she's upstairs, um, as, as he's sort of downstairs being ready for brain swappage, and like she's just she's suddenly dressed like a psychopath. She's looking up her next victim. With like all the photos of her previous ones stuck up yeah. on her wall, and you're just like, "Fuck!" Like, and she's geez. she's like eating cereal out of a glass of milk. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking weird and unsettling. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, unsettling. I think is the theme of this. I mean, at least of the first two thirds of this movie, it mm. so masterfully mm. just makes you so uneasy. There's this one. There's this one shot I really love where, as they're first getting to the house, the camera stays on a on a wide shot as they're like. As, as Chris is meeting the family and they're doing the kind of chit-chat on the porch before they go inside. And it's so, it's just so uneasy, right? Mm. Um, and I, I absolutely love it because it lets you, it just kind of keeps that tension, even through a fairly mundane interaction where there's no real weirdness going on yet. Um, just the way that the camera is framed in such a different way, just like forces your brain to be like, oh, this is not correct. What's going on? Yeah. And I mean, something both of these movies have mastered is using people's facial expressions to achieve that effect as well. Mm. Both of these, wait, there's something so unnatural about like Georgina's facial expressions in this film. Oh yeah. Like you just know something's up with her before, before you've had the reveal yeah. and you actually know what's up with her. You're just like, this, this lady is dangerous yeah. and it's like she the the actress and and the effects to like just make her look slightly off are so effective yeah yeah that one bit where she's like checking herself out in the reflection is so unsettling <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that's us what what else what, what well, else do you want to sorry no that's that's get out um, sorry yep that's get we, out we haven't done us yet yeah <laughs> um, this is why we can't do two movies in one episode Elliot. it's too confusing <laughs> it's too many um yeah well let's jump into us and because uh, there's you know bits of comparison and, yeah. and stuff i want to do between them as well yeah um so the plot summary for us is uh there's there's like a little girl at a uh carnival in santa cruz and she she runs off from her parents for a little while and you're confused as to why but it makes sense later i, I think um 
Anyway, and she sort of goes into this weird hall of mirrors and finds, like, another girl who looks just like her. Uh, and then we cut away, and she's an adult now, and this clearly, this moment has, like, defined her life, basically. Like, she's still freaked the fuck out by it. Um, and anyway, her husband uh, has promised to take her kids and her to uh, Santa Cruz Beach, and she obviously doesn't want to go because she's still traumatized by this thing, but she kind of gets talked into it. Yep. Um, there's a bunch of weird coincidences. Like synchronicities, things, yeah. Yeah, happening. Um, you, you sort of start to get very unsettled. And then the, she ends up sort of making them all go back home and, and, and they, they talk about wanting to leave. And the shit just really hits the fans so so much quicker than I expected <laughs> in this film. Um, we pretty much immediately go from there to there being a doppelganger version of the family outside who uh, is terrifying, breaks in, and kind of takes them all to like 1v1 yeah. themselves. Uh, everyone in the family just sort of manages to just scrape by. They escape on um, the boat, which is hilarious. The dad bought this boat. Uh, yep, the crawdaddy. Yep. Uh, so they go to their friend's house uh, where... I, I, I love how this is set up because they're, they're clearly going to go to their friend's house, but we don't really see that. It just cuts straight to the friend's house and the friends all just get absolutely destroyed by their doppelgangers. Yep. And you're like, well, I guess this is what we're going to have to deal with next. And then sure enough, like our... Our main character family shows up. Uh, yeah, so then they they sort of kill this other family's doppelgangers <clears throat> and start to realise this is a very, very widespread Yeah, this isn't uh, just phenomenon. happening to them. <laughs> yeah, this is like, at least nationwide is yeah. my understanding yeah. in the US. Um, they try to, to book it to Mexico, which is like the smart play, and I'm really glad that the wife won that argument with the husband because that was totally the right call. Um, waiting in that house would have been really stupid. Um, they end up getting booby trapped by, uh, the remaining members of the, um, of the us family. Of, yeah. Of the, well, the tethered family. Yeah. Is, true. Um, <clears throat> and, and yeah, basically what happens is the, the tethered mum make, like runs off with the, the son, uh, uh like the, the real son. And so the, the mum goes chasing, they end up sort of down in this underground bunker kind of where they'd met as kids and we sort of get this big exposition dump on exactly what's going on uh which is basically there's like a clone of every person um in, in the country or something uh, living in tunnels underneath uh the country and yeah. they've all sort of been trapped down there and now they're all free and they're like untethering themselves yeah um and the two sort of have this like, really cool final fight, actually, uh, because it's been established that the main character was like a ballet dancer, and yeah. they sort of have this ballet fight, um, which was really cool. Or, yeah, uh, whether whether the real mum is like wildly swinging around with the weapon, and the tethered mum is just like balletically dodging out of the way and not really attacking back. It's very interesting. Yeah, or, or sometimes attacking back, but just like clearly toying with her. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, so, but eventually the, uh, the real mum, um, I guess, wins, uh, manages to get a son, they get out, they, they continue to book it to Mexico, um, all of the tethered have sort of stopped just mindlessly killing now at this point, and they're forming, like, a, a holding hands thing across America, which was established right at the yeah. start of the film as, as something the original daughter had been watching on TV, um, and then there's sort of this last minute reveal that the movie ends on, which is that actually the, the girls swapped places, Mm. uh when they met as kids and so this that was woman the inciting who, event yes and so the the woman who's been the main character this whole time is actually the tethered girl who kind of 
but well you know switched places with her thing i, I want to say betrayed but i don't really think that's fair because yeah. the tethered lead such shit lives it's hard to view it as a full-on betrayal yeah um but yeah um so yeah i, I don't know i guess that's pretty much the plot um I did not enjoy this movie as much as Get Out, to be honest. Interesting. It, it, it's good. I do not think it's as good for, for kind of a number of reasons. Yeah. I, I, I will say the horror is better in this. This is a much spookier movie. Yes. This, this is one of those ones, as I said, like I was sitting there with adrenaline coursing through my veins for hours after this one ended. Like I, uh, yeah, this one, <laughs> this was so scary. The 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 scenes in the the house like I, th- I think the horror in the movie actually peaks about halfway through which is just when it's them and their doppelganger family yeah uh kind of all sort of 1v1ing each other and you still don't quite know at, at that point the rules like and i think that's really something that's very important in horror films is not quite knowing what what things are and aren't capable of like once mm. you've solved the mystery things always get a little bit less scary yeah and so this movie's scariest bit is when you don't know what the doppelgangers can and can't do, do or don't know, and they're just kind of all terrifying. Uh, particularly the daughter's doppelganger, I think, yeah. is the scariest. Yeah. <laughs> um, she seems yeah. to be the most psychopathic, right? Yes. And again, it's that that um, what they the way they've they've sort of done her like makeup and hair and and put this smile on her face. She's just terrifying. Like, yeah. And, and that carries over from Get Out the 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 practical effects just to make her look horrifying are incredibly well done yeah she's just something about the look is just like nope i don't no 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 yeah yeah it's very scary um <laughs> it's interesting I, I i understand why you like this one less but i don't i i don't know if i agree i mean they are they are different right us is kind of a lot less grounded i would say yeah but I also just love so many things about how it unfolds and, again, how intricate it is. I think it it does what Get Out does, but to a, to a, you know, to a much higher degree of, like, really meticulously planning and setting everything up so that all the things make sense on, like, four different levels as they <laughs> unfold. So I think, I think I agreed with that as I was watching the movie, but like, whereas get out, the more I've sat on get out, the more I've been like, God, that was well put together. Mm. The more I've sat on us and thought and like reflected on it, the more I've been like, that doesn't really add up. Mm. Um, like, like, yeah, I don't know. There's just a number of things in this movie that sort of don't make sense after the fact. Yeah. And I, I feel like one of the bigger problems with this movie is it tries to be a little too, it, it tries to actually have a grounded reason for its concept a little too much, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I, it was better when I thought things were more mystical. When yeah. it turned out that there wasn't really a mystical angle, that was actually when it all fell apart. I think yeah. they should have just committed to it being somewhat magical. Yeah, I, like, they they talk about how, oh, it was a government experiment that got abandoned and now there's just clones of everybody. And it's like, mm. I, like I, I absolutely love the stuff when she goes to the, like, bunker place um, mm. And they have their confrontation. I think it's it's really well shot, and it's really like the, there's a scene where you're reliving the night where they f- where the two girls first met, and as you're reliving it, you're also seeing what this night looked like to the tethered version of the girl. Um, yeah, and it's it's incredible. It's an incredible scene. And um, no, I completely agree. The aesthetics are spot on. Um, yeah. The, for some reason, the image, the escalator image, is the one that's really stuck with yeah. me. It's like the gateway between the world of the tethered and 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 the real world. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think I, I definitely think it works so well in the movie. It's it's kind of like it just it doesn't quite add up, and 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 that's kind of bugged me a bit on, yeah. on Kikiana. Maybe because I watched Get Out so close, and Get Out had the opposite effect. Where the more I thought about it, the more it just clicked together even further. Well, I I I, I suspect if you watch this film again in a year or so, you'll you'll quite enjoy a lot of the things. Like there are so many things that just like work so nicely again like in get out one that i hadn't noticed before was the the friend the friend mother man i really should know some of these characters names, but... uh the the actress from um handmaid's tale yes is her name yes that's her um... name yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um she she mentions to uh our main character that she's just gotten some slight plastic surgery done yeah and... no i noticed this and then um the doppelganger when it sort of gets out it just starts like kind of caressing his cheeks yes and cu- it, it becomes on very bit. obsessed with its own appearance puts on makeup and then starts cutting at its own face presumably to mimic or attempt to mimic the plastic surgery that was done or to undo it maybe um but it's just, yeah i mean th- yeah it, it's unsettling either way yeah just we don't know exactly what her motivations were but it's it's creepy and it works either way yeah um one of my favorite things is towards the start of the film as they're driving towards santa cruz they're singing along to this song and uh, the mother, the main character is like clicking in time and tries to get and says to the son, you know, be in time, click along in time with me. But she's actually clicking on the offbeat. She's not clicking to the beat. She's clicking to the offbeat. And this is something that is so perfect, such a perfect encapsulation of the fact that she is, you know, originally a tethered or yeah, like, yeah, I see. I mean, obviously, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like that's something that's designed for rewatches because that's that's a great little detail. Um, yeah, I like that. But there's a lot of stuff like that in there. Um, yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I I really the 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 uh, twist of this movie being that she that they swapped places. It just makes so many things fall into place so nicely. Um, yeah. Yeah, and thematically, I th- I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Like, obviously, I think this is... I, I do think the message of this movie was maybe a little bit less sort of just straight up clear as it was in Get Out. But, yep. like, this one sort of... I think it's just talking about, like, sort of... Uh, I'm trying to think of a non-cheesy way to say this, but, you know, like, there's a monster inside all of us or something. Mm. Um, or there's a monstrous side to all of us. Uh, and, obviously, I think having the twist sort of be that the person we've been following this whole time and thought of as the hero is, like, you know just from the other side and it's not really all that different yeah Um, yeah so the thing i the thing i really took from this movie is i mean it feels kind of uh it feels like a a movie about class to me right like it it feels like the i'm just going to call them humans and tethered even though that's such an arbitrary distinction um yeah there's a lot of stuff about like the first the first lines in this movie are talking about freak weather and some scientists starting to talk about global warming. Uh, the, it's a newscaster saying, like, and find out what might happen if some what some scientists are saying is true. And it's like, I, it feels to me like this movie is talking about how the humans are fucking it up and it's time to give some other, like, time to try some alternate things, time to either have this kind of Marxist idea of, of you know, freeing... Uh, people from you know wage slavery which is what you can kind of read into the tethered's position Mm. if you want to um something like that that feels about talking about class and kind of unifying or giving alternate methods of of social structures a chance yeah i mean there's definitely a revolutionary sort of aspect to the film because that's really what the uh well 
the tethered in in commas version of yeah. the main character was was trying to achieve yeah um, and and one of the things i really like about that is it it's kind of showing us, hey, the tethered and the humans are explicitly not different. It's explicitly just the conditions in which they were raised is what determines whether they end up as a tethered or as a human because yeah. they've swapped places and, you know, <laughs> what they, they end up basically living as the other and basically fitting that role perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I can agree with that. Um yeah it's just as i said like, like the, the whole thing with the tether just doesn't really add up the more you think about yeah. it like like yeah i don't like the whole the whole how, how they survive down there it doesn't really make sense I don't yeah think. yeah they kind of try to do it yeah like they talk about how every time people on the surface the humans eat the tethered are also eating but they're eating like raw rabbit right and so this mm. facility has a like hundreds of rabbits in it which is like very visually interesting but it's like it feels like a weird explanation for a thing that you shouldn't have explained yeah yeah exactly um and, and i mean like again like something there's all these coincidences set up in the start of the movie like the whole thing with uh the eleven eleven. yeah um and and that bit with the frisbee where it lands perfectly on the circle and, and it's it's heavily implied that this is like a these are omens yeah of, of what's to come but then there's no mysticism in, yeah. in the final reveal and so it's just kind of like okay like so that those weren't really real um I don't know that. Yeah. So like, I, yeah, I, and this probably shouldn't bug me as much as it should, but it, it just kind of does. And I don't know why, but yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. It's fair enough. I, yeah, I agree with you. Um, this is one of my main problems with the film, but it, I, I guess I just am able to kind of pretend that that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I conceptually, I love this idea of the tethered so much. I'd actually oh, yeah. love to see it explored more, like do a TV show so you can go real deep into it. Mm. Um, I mean, not that not that this would be the first ever thing to look into, you know, mirror worlds or, or anything like that. Um, yeah. It's obviously something that lots of sci-fi and fantasy has touched on. Um, but I, I particularly like this angle of having the idea of tethered as like a sort of like a, a lower class race mm-hmm. um, or, or not race, just like a lower class copy that is sort of aware of how much better the other ones have it. And, yeah. And they... And the other ones are completely unaware. Like it's um, I don't know it was it, it was such a fascinating concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I absolutely love that the tethered's plan was to basically do a hands across America as well mm, because mm. it's so other, right? It's such a weird thing to do, but it's such a perfect summation of what they're really trying to say, which is like we're here, we exist. It's like a mm-hmm. peaceful. It's almost like a peaceful protest, but they're not peaceful about it. Um, yeah, well, it's a it's a peaceful protest after they've done the murdering. Yeah, after protest. they've killed, after they've <laughs> taken their place. Um, yeah, I I I just this is just the the conceptually the idea of a race of your shadows coming to replace you and then like <laughs> try to live a happy life and do a hands across America. Like it's so, mm. it's just so bizarre i love it yeah and i think that fits into this whole thing if we're talking about like uh again on an individual level this idea that there's good and bad in everyone yeah. i mean i think that that fits into to that whole thing because at first you sort of see the tethered as the evil versions of um the, the normal like, of the regular humans and then you i think by the end of the movie you've kind of discarded the whole idea of one being good and one being evil they're just sort of one's more traumatized than the other basically. yeah um Obviously, the tethered do evil shit, but then there's these moments of like the tethered uh, friend's mum, who's like you know 
trying to improve her appearance or like the tethered friend's dad who as he's chasing the the main family dad is like dancing along happily and like clearly really excited to be out and about and like doing stuff yeah, yeah. um and it's scary because he's trying to kill a character that we quite like but it's just also like he's not an evil clone he has a personality <laughs> he has he has like goals right yeah, I, I I I was laughing my ass off during that scene as well because this is sort of the second scene of the dad being chased down, uh, you know, and because he's got an injured leg at this point, so he's kind of slowly trying to get away, and it's like exactly what he went through with his own doppelganger, but it's so much more hilarious this time because this one's just like kind of so clearly just having a good time, like mm. he's killed his real world version, and now he's just uh you know having a good time doing some more murders. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> Again, great acting all around. I mean, it doesn't even. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't even need to be said that the 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 main family, everybody, and they also play their doppelgangers, and it's just so perfect. Like they just do so well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. As I said, I think the the design so that the people are so creepy in their doppelganger versions is yeah. is really great. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I just love this yeah uh it's it's a it's a good film i think get out is better but this is still very good mm. uh, despite my general aversion to horror films i'm probably going to see whatever jordan peele does next assuming he's doing another horror film well he uh he he did like the twilight zone series right that i think didn't oh he didn't did do yeah. so well from what i heard yeah i've never even, i've never seen any twilight zone stuff i've always wanted to because it's obviously so um influential in uh like science fiction tv and stuff but uh you're you're right i did hear he was he was behind that i've been meaning to check that out Mm, yeah um i think he's got some other stuff in the works but uh i don't think anything's been super strongly announced or anything yet oh oh, i look forward to seeing it when it is yeah um yeah so that's uh that's our jordan peele spectacular i mean well okay so i've Luckily, I've invented this new technology that allows you to give a combined rating to two films at once, which is good because we need it for this episode. So let me just set up the combined ratings uh, machine. All right, Elliot, do you want to give your combined rating for these two films? <laughs> um, also, the combined rating would probably be an 8 out of 10 mm-hmm. um, because I'm giving a 9 to get out and a 7 to... Uh, us yeah they don't need to understand how the machine works um <laughs> all right cool so <laughs> um and now thanks for sitting there special guest let's bring you in and yeah thank you for just sitting there quietly while we were doing this uh this entire episode matthias from do the right thing uh yeah i i really enjoyed this discussion on sp- spooky scary skeletons and etc Yep, 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 <laughs> perfect. Um, you were definitely listening, because that's the kind of content that only someone who was here listening to the entire thing <laughs> could know. Yeah, um, my favorite part in those movies is when they get out of the skeleton. Yeah, when the us get out, and yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, thanks for coming on. Uh, we brought you on because you have a special, extra special recommendation that neither Elliot nor I has seen that you thought we... It's absolutely insane that we haven't seen, so why don't you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, in fact, I, I don't consider people to be real people until they experience this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that I actually have that opinion about other movies, about this one. Um, so, uh, thanks thanks for having me on. I really appreciate being able to spread the gospel of the 1986 Transformers movie, uh, which is called Transformers the Movie 1986. 
Um, <laughs> so now, I've heard of this. This is one of their Michael Bay movies, am I right? Mm, no, it specifically is not. It is the the precursor, the the uh, the prime original. Um, the and Optimus Prime, it, as it may be. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I would even go so far to say um, it's not perfect, but it is so much fun. Uh, that's that's my thesis for this recommendation. Mm. Uh, I guess my my first question to lead into this would be: Did you watch like Transformers the cartoons growing up? Yeah. So I mean, I I never I didn't watch the first generation, which like that's what the the movie is based off of. I didn't watch the second generation either. I think I watched the third, or I I don't actually know that much about Transformers, even though I love this movie. Um, no, I, we had this on cassette, um, and we watched it over and over and over again. Um, and it's never... I mean, obviously, as a kid, you can watch something over and over again, and it does not change in quality because you're a kid, and you don't know any better. But mm. um, this is something that has stayed... I have, I've retained the same feelings I had for it since I first watched it until now. Mm. Um, okay, that's interesting praise. I, I, I don't know what to expect from this because it is going to be a trans like a a transformers movie aimed at you know selling merchandise to kids right that's the goal of the original transformers cartoon right uh this okay so so for a a little bit of history right they had the first um couple seasons or maybe just one season of the first generation of transformers um and i'm gonna mm, maybe i shouldn't spoil things but basically they do introduce a lot of new characters in this um Mm. Uh, specifically to sell toys and the the writing definitely suffers for that um so so the 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 three things i want to talk about here are uh the art style which is amazing um i'm fairly certain every every um panel is or every um frame is uh hand drawn um and i mean it's been a couple months since i watched it uh and i wasn't really paying attention specifically to look out for this but i'm fairly certain like it's very difficult to tell the difference between foreground and background objects mm. because everything is drawn to the same level of detail. Um, mm. And uh, it's like the animations of the various Transformers transforming and explosions and uh, metal crunching is just f- fascinating to watch. Um, the music is incredible and I can go on and on about it. Um, uh, and while the writing is not, uh, shall we say, great um it's just super fun um like it's it's everything that like a kid would want out of a movie without knowing at all what what is happening um Mm. okay yeah i I mean i'm kind of excited for this i i guess i'm like you matez i didn't grow up super thoroughly into transformers or anything but i watched um beast wars a bunch Mm -hmm. as a kid which was like transformers but they were animals uh instead of like vehicles right so I I remember I had like a cheetah toy um and everything. So I wonder if this will tap into any latent Beast Wars nostalgia. <laughs> Is Beast um, Wars a Transformers spin-off or it's its own rip-off IP? No, no, I it think, was it was a it yeah. was a spin-off like cuz it was yeah. Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime was oh, a gorilla. Right. I really wanted the Optimus Prime gorilla toy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well the the original designs have have stuck with me like of uh, the ones from this movie and from like the 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 runs of Transformers that like work to emulate the style in this have always stuck with me. Um, especially because they do some some really interesting things with like mixing art styles a bit. Um, uh, like 
uh, Megatron uh, goes through a little bit of a like a a, a, re- a remodeling basically uh, through this, and um, he basically becomes an entirely different looking person and like with a different feel to his character too. Um, yeah, there's just there's just a lot in this movie that I think uh, anyone who like can like Transformers will end up liking it. Mm. And so your well, thesis is, if we don't end up liking this movie, we just Transformers just isn't the property yeah. for us. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, like, okay. I mean, if you if you can like fun like kidsy adventure movies, mm. this this is gonna work. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. And even I though, mean, so when I say kidsy, like it's actually like fairly dark in comparison to uh, other things of the of the of that age group. Um, which is where like the the writing being kind of weird like the, the it it works right but it seems like the the writers didn't really know what they were setting out to do um like they, they bow to the corporate whims of you know uh introducing new characters because they have to uh, but it's like the entire rest of the movie works beautifully in spite of that um and it still turns out really well hmm. yeah okay <laughs> i mean I, i'm definitely excited to give it a shot i unironically like the transformers michael bay movie um and it'd be interesting to see what proper transformers is like OG yeah transformers uh, i would i would definitely classify this as og transformers um <laughs> uh the the music the, the tone that the music gives off is exactly what every single like movie with this kind of uh, heroic adventure feeling needs to have um it's this 80s like uh inspiring rock kind of thing um and there's also like other weird stuff like there's there's weird al yankovic uh he, he has um, a song that's called uh dare to be stupid oh i know this song yeah i know that song i didn't know it was in this yeah yeah it's got um the touch by stan bush it's got um i mean it's got the transformers theme song obviously that's which is uh, like i listen to the soundtrack when i need to feel better or i need to like pump myself up about something um <laughs> Like I unironically blast it at full volume um, on on rainy days. Like, and so when you said soundtrack before, I actually thought you meant like the the compositional uh, oh. soundtrack was really good. But like, no, just like the the music yeah. that they the, or the songs that they've used. Yeah, yeah, it, which is um, it's something that we don't see as often. I think the music with lyrics, right? But all of the the main songs have lyrics. I will say that the soundtrack, like. Uh, just for ambiance is also fantastic um one of the main uh antagonists in this is uh, unicron which is basically uh the god of death sort of not really but a little bit um uh and okay. his his theme is this like dark uh echoing industrial sort of like heartbeat sounding um uh theme and it's uh it's excellent mm, okay yeah. okay I guess we'll have to go and uh, check it out, and we'll be back in a fortnight to to see what we thought of it. I can't wait. Um, but that's the end awesome. of our episode for today. Uh, thanks for joining us, Matthias, and we'll speak to you again in a fortnight. And if you, audience, want to uh, leave us your thoughts on Transformers the Movie 1986, uh, the place to do that is on Twitter, at MediaMDPodcast. You can tweet us all your thoughts. Uh, yes, also if you go to uh, MediaMDPodcast.com, uh, and look on the right-hand side of the page. There's a little, like, voicemail thingy, mm-hmm. and you can leave us 
your audio thoughts and then we can play them in the episode. Yeah, or something that we want to do more of is people send in little audio prescriptions. Um, give us some reasons, yeah. something that you love and some reasons why you like it, and we might do a special episode on some of your prescriptions. Um, for more information about MediaMD and all the other great shows on the Doof Media Network, head to doofmedia.com. You can find uh, all great things on there. Uh, yeah, like uh, there's some other great shows, including Do the Right Thing, uh, mm-hmm. from which we've borrowed Matthias. Yep, thanks, Matthias. Um, you can also find links to the Doof uh, Patreon, where you can support the Doof Media Network and get a bunch of great perks, like access to the Discord and the new Minecraft server that has just come into existence. <laughs> I haven't jumped into that yet, but I know that you are super excited about the Ruben. Yeah, I kind of, someone mentioned that we should have a Minecraft server and I fell down the rabbit hole a little bit setting it up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's It was launched. like three days of just like hearing <laughs> random updates from Ruben it unprompted being yeah. like, hey, so I find out, I found out how much it's going to cost. Yeah. I found some plugins. <laughs> <laughs> it was great and it launched yesterday and people are having a great time so if you want access to that you need to back us at the one dollar or more patron level so head on over to patreon.com doofmedia for that um otherwise yeah go to doofmedia.com you can find links to all the things that we just discussed as well as uh, all the clues for the media md arg you can help us figure out just who is dr md and why is this hypnosis so vulnerable to flash photography elliot why don't you tell the listeners this fortnight's clue snakes snakes and we'll see you next fortnight